Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. guys how's it going and welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat with me Matt and Jake is joining me as always well not as always but he's here anyway how's it going man not too bad how is life in Aberdeen um, covid quarantine free yeah we're still uh, anti-lockdown up here so far so good we're still in our Scottish level two which was announced today it was continuing for at least another week because the Scottish First Minister, um, she tells you on a Tuesday for any changes coming on the Friday. Um, so no changes for us on the Friday. And then fingers crossed by hopefully next Tuesday, we might even come down a level and be able to go indoors for a cup of tea rather than sitting out in this freezing cold, foggy weather that we've had the past few days. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, yeah, good. We're, works all right. Um, a message earlier on um, just before we started recording to set up a time for this and I was trying to get my daughter to sleep because we have now swapped her in the big girl bed um, which means it's even more convenient for her just to roll out of bed and come and poke you in the eye at two in the morning when she decided that she's hungry and wants something when it's pitch black outside and you're trying to sleep so yeah apart from that um poking the eye now and again in the middle of the night everything's good man the joys of parenthood the joys of parenthood yeah it's it could be worse it could be better but yeah i'll take it it's one of those weird sort of milestones that um nobody gives a shit about really to be, to be bluntly honest is the swap from the the cot into the uh into the big big bed She's... But is it a proud moment for you as a as a parent? Is it kind of like a wall? Yeah, no. not really. It's more of a necessity because um, we've resisted for this long. I mean, she'll be three at the start of the year. Uh, we've resisted this long. A lot of people do it like 18 months or when they're, you know, for, here's yeah, a bed for your second birthday or something. But she she was quite happy in her cot and that, but because we've sort of mixed up our room a wee bit, she is now every morning. You can hear her. She climbs over the side, opens her door, politely closes her door, and then we'll creep through. <laughs> At like, so, so, yeah, she does. You'll, you honestly, you hear her closing the door behind her as she then politely like creeps through at six in the morning you're like ah oh, god my my alarm's not due yeah, to go off for at least another half an hour yeah so <laughs> more of the safety aspect than anything with her climbing over in almost pitch blackness um that she seems quite adept at that we thought it was time to to get the little toddler bed out so yeah so as i say absolute nobody gives a crap but it's it's done now. <laughs> <laughs> progression. 
progression. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of progress, I guess we better talk about the win last night. Um, yeah. Unless you want to um, tell listeners it's not very good podcasting, I, I guess, but it looks like you've got a Bruins hoodie on, potentially. The colours match, anyway. Uh, ah, there, see? There you go. That was right enough. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing the amount of um, Boston, New England gear you can get when you're well, in Boston. Um, I went crazy that holiday. I you know, my girlfriend still has like trauma from the amount of sports shops that I forced her to go into. Yeah, um, see, this is why I've still um, never been because my wallet would not be able to afford it and I'd be getting the reins severely reined in. But I'm just like, nope, £2,000, take it, take it all, take all my money, and I will come home with three suitcases full of sports wear. That I will wear forevermore and get good use out of. Oh, it was. It, it really was. I mean, that was easily the greatest holiday I've ever been on. It was kind of like, you, you're sure you want to go to New England? You're sure you want to go to Boston? Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be really nice, like, nice time, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I mean, I my wallet took an absolute beating for those, I think, four or five days that we were there. It, you know, if, if you haven't been to, to Boston, it's. It, easily one of my favorite um american cities um and i've been to a, a fair few of them now and yeah it's, it's just a it's a cool cool city cool vibe bit cold in winter um obviously but yeah yeah we'll have to see how um how you know the vaccines and talk of that which was today um you know we'll see how that goes and maybe i'll go again next year yeah, they speaking of cold, they they had it really cold uh, last week. Was it the yeah. the snow was really falling over uh, uh, Halloween weekend? I think it was. Uh, if my memory serves me rightly, although it all seems to blend into one uh, one big day sometimes, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But no, the the vaccine thing is a potential breakthrough for us. But you know, I'm not holding my breath just yet. We'll, we'll wait and see how it's... The guinea pigs take it first, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that progresses. I mean, you know, it'd be good to just have, you know, the open borders again and being able to travel. And, you know, even if it is with that caveat of a mask, I'll take that at this point. Oh, definitely. I'll take that all day long. But just go to Florida. They just seem to do whatever the heck they want. Yeah. I've seen pictures from and videos from over the weekend of um, people on Instagram or whatever, and it's like, oh, hey, look at me, I'm in the club. I'm like, what is going on? This is totally alien to me these days because in in Scotland, um, especially, we're not allowed music or um, the TV on in the pub or anything like that. And oh, I just thought you meant in general. It was no. just a culture war as well <laughs> no, no you can't go to the pub and put the jukebox on just now and you're not allowed to have the telly on with volume for like sporting events and stuff for some very very strange reason i've read that it is actually the only country in the world that has enforced this silly nonsense um so yeah so there's people that are traveling from south scotland into northern england um or were until this past week just to go to the pub for a pint that they could have some background noise with. Although I was in the local like 
Cupcake Bakery shop the other day. Uh, they had their stereo in the background behind the counter and I was in a shop in the shopping centre at the weekend and I was like shouting at my wife because she was 15 feet away from me because they had music on in the background. So go figure. Hey, I mean, it's, it's every man for himself, I think, at this point. Every man, woman, and, and child. Just do, do it. I mean, look, it, how do you police all of it? And it, it's all just so confusing, I think. I think that's the main, the main caveat, the main takeaway, is just that no one knows what what is the rule, what isn't the rule, what can yeah. we do, what can't we do? And you've also got that creeping... Um, complacency, I think, as well at this point. I mean, I went mm. to the post office earlier this evening um, out of absolute necessity, and it was like a normal evening, you know, this time last year. I was really confused at the queue and how many people were in there, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, it's still so strange. Yeah, when you're meant to be on an actual like lockdown as well uh it'll it'll add to the strangeness and the the sheer alienness of what's going on um what i would call south of the border i guess um but it's just as bad up here as various tiers and do this do that don't do this don't do that that's yeah but moving on to brighter times and better things was a win against the jets uh a win's a win. We just said that before we started recording. Um, a win's a win, whether it was 30-27 or 37 or whatever the score might have been. You know, it came down to the last kick of the game, which I wasn't really expecting. Uh, I don't think any of us was. I think we were quite happy in the knowledge that we were going to rack up some points, rack up some decent yardage. Um, and that didn't quite happen, which was a bit weird and strange and nail-biting pretty much Uh, because you're now at a stage I think that you don't want to be that team that loses to the Jets do you? No, I I think it showed in the celebration at the end, I thought that was quite telling Um, Mm. you know, as we said a win's a win, I think you celebrate a win against the Jets, you know you celebrate a win against anyone in the division or in the league, frankly, but it, it was quite a, it, it just seemed to me that that was quite a strong reaction, um, you know, as it probably should be. We've just snapped a, a losing streak. Um, but yeah, it, it, I was kind of like, mm, you know, it's almost a sort of how the mighty have fallen moment, I think, for me, um, watching it, where I was kind of like, that's the reaction that, you know, we would see from, from the players, you know, uh, you know, a last-minute goal, field goal in, you know, the playoffs or something like that. And here we are doing that against a 0-8, and eight, you know, Jets team. It was, yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, sort of um, sort of out-of-body experience. Mm, I think it just kind of hammers home away a little bit that, you know, as well as any given Sunday is the mantra that has always been, you know, it's every season is 16 tough games it doesn't really matter if it's the Jets or anyone else they are tough games in general you know and they're they're hard fought victories a lot of the time but it also hammered home to me that 
we are just one of those teams now. Um, you know, that's not to say I'm downbeat about the Patriots. That's not to say that, you know, we've said about it in weeks gone by that, you know, I'm throwing in the towel because we're not marching on to another Super Bowl or anything. It's just, uh, I definitely prepared myself for this. And it's, you know, I'd have, it's, again, it becomes a little bit hyperbole on, on social media that, ah, oh, it was only a, a last kick win against the Jets or whatever. But, Again, a win's a win. You know, I'll take it, but it does. It just kind of, we're one of those teams now. We're in with everyone else. We're in with the Chargers, the Raiders, the even the Bengals or the Browns or um, Titans, whoever. You know, we're going to have up weeks and down weeks and we're going to scrape wins and we're going to have gritty wins and we're going to have gritty losses. And uh, realistically, we're two plays away from being five and three um, rather than three and five. Uh, if you, you know, look at the, or even three play from maybe you know even, an even better record. If you look at the the Bills game last week, we were a fumble away from uh, doing something there. We're, we're down to last play against Seattle, down to last play against Denver. It's it's just going to be one of those seasons. It's going to be one of those things. Being a, a Patriots fan now, we're. Um, now scrapping for second place in the league and uh, in the division, sorry. And it's just it. And then next year, the Bills will probably drop back and it could be the Dolphins that take over with it if the Tua thing works out and or it could be us back on top again. You just don't know. But it's all fun and games in the NFL, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, um, you know, watching it and then towards the end and, you know, as I said, kind of almost reflecting, watching them celebrate. All I could think, you know, on, on top of, you know, the extent of uh, how the mighty have, have fallen from, you know, previous years and previous successes is, um, man, I am so excited for the, for the reload. Um, you know, reloading this roster you know, reloading and rebuilding this team because I think there's, there's, you know, we've talked about it in the past. I think there's definite potential there, um, and it's just one of those, it's one of those down years. I mean, I think offensively yesterday, um, it was a lot better than what we've seen. Admittedly, you know, you could play devil's advocate and say we we're playing a terrible team, but I think. Just that you know, I think we said it in the preview game, uh, the preview podcast. Just that confidence builder, mm. and that's what it seemed to me. The, the the offense were just a bit more competent. I think Cam did a really good job. Actually, um, I think it just kind of again shows that if if we kind of build round him, I I do think we'll see a, a, a much more progressive offense and a and a. Just an offense that isn't reliant on Cam to pretty much sit there and Superman the team through something. I mean, some of those plays um, were, re- you know, some of the throws I thought were good. Just not to say this is a ten out of ten. You know, Jake's giving him a ten out. I haven't. I'm just saying that there were aspects of it yesterday that I was kind of like, oh, that's 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 what I that's what I kind of come to expect after week one and two, and we haven't maybe seen it for a little while and. You know, bits and bobs like that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, what's your take on it? 
Um, yeah, he, he had a, a solid game. As a, he as in Cam Newton had a solid game. Um, managed to get 274 yards, which is respectable. He had a QB rating of 90.1, which is respectable. Um, it's up there or thereabouts with um, last week's one, although we came away with a loss last week. The the run game was um, good. You know, it was a mix of them all. Rex Burkhead getting in the mix, um, getting some decent yardage and a touchdown. Damian Harris do again. Start, do we start a Rex Burkhead um, hype train? Um, I know the Damian Harris one's left. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> no, well... No, he's been he's long in the tooth for a hype train. I think um, he's just. How old is he now? He's getting on a bit, isn't he? Um, well, what is he again? He's for a, for a running back. I he's think. thirty. Oh, he's he's, oh, he's younger so, than I thought. No, fair enough then, Rex. So yeah, he's um, he's not a rookie or a sophomore anymore. Is what no. I was kind of um, hinting at. So yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not starting a, a new choo-choo for him, I'm afraid. But he had a, he had a good game. <laughs> he had um, Damien Harris again had another good game. Ran for seventy-one yards. Um, of course he did. Of course he did. A twenty-one yard was his his longest run, um, which I think was the one he he possibly got hurt on as well because he took a big hit at the end of it. Um, so hopefully yeah. he's good to go for next week. But overall, I was. The offense was ticking and purring along, and you know Jacoby Myers, as you mentioned, he had a great game with 169 yards. Um, really, really, he's clearly the new Edelman in a, in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, it seems that he's got that relationship with, um, he's got that relationship with Cam. It's clearly blossoming. You know, it'd be nice if if Harry had that, I guess. But you know what, Myers is is doing a hell of a job. You know, considering the the circumstances and. You know the the wealth we have at ride receipt. I'm joking. I mean, he's doing a great job. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's do, he is doing a grand job, and um, it's pleasing to see at least someone, whoever it may be. I thought it might have actually been Demir Bird, and he had a relatively decent game as well. But it seems yeah, to be Myers yeah. that's um, picking up, you know, a lot of the the chunk plays and chunk yardage, and developed that synergy with Cam. Um, as well, and uh, yeah, like the offense overall, I was pleased with. Uh, the defense is a different matter altogether. They they just weren't at the races a lot of the time. There was too many chunk plays and um, that they were managing to get from from Flacco and especially uh, Brashad Perryman. Just seemed to be more. Opened the knot and Denzel Mims, he's shown what he's capable of. The you know he's continued to the past couple of weeks into last night that he's going to be a decent player for the Jets. It's just a bit savage and a bit sad that he's on the Jets because he's <laughs> he's just it's just what happens unfortunately. <laughs> you, I think uh, it was. I was I watched it was actually the Channel Five coverage I was watching last night because it's the first chance I've had to watch that and I was quite impressed with what they were doing um, and I was reading up about it a bit that the curse 
Kirsten Johnson, I think, says the presenter's name. The uh, the female presenter. She she's a, a good host, and uh, MJD's there as well. But it's all they realise they're it's obviously it's a Channel Five show, and they're they're catering for a British audience, and they get everyone involved by showing the the tweets and things. But it was they had uh, Willie McGuinness and Drew Bledsoe was on as their as two of their guests last night, and McGuinness said himself when he was picked and drafted by the Patriots you know that's the unfortunate thing of being such a high pick you're generally speaking you're on a poor team um, and so yeah Denzel Mims is on a poor team unfortunately for him but that's just that's the breaks if you want to make it in the NFL and you want to make the big bucks um, as a, a first round pick or a second round pick then you've got to be prepared that you're you're going to be on a, a crappy team, unfortunately. But yeah, he, he, had a, he had a good game for the Jets. If we're looking at it overall as a, you know, not just with Patriots' eyes on, if we actually look at what they were good at rather than what we were just bad at, um, I was quite impressed with him and Perryman, although Perryman I'm not that high on in general. But yeah, um. Yeah, the the defence just let me down a bit. But before we get into them as well, one thing I just watched before um, we started chatting was from Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. He was basically, yeah, exactly. You're laughing before I even say what I'm going to say. Um, I mean, I love the guy. I love him just for those, you know, like... No. Oh, you cut out a bit there. Yeah, I think I'm not sure what happened. Uh, what was I even saying? Oh, I was just laughing. Yeah, I mean, Stephen A is is a great personality. I really, actually, I find him very entertaining because he is just a professional troll. You know, like how he um, trolls the hell out of the Cowboys is just. It's one of the most wonderful things to watch. Like when they do those live shows in Dallas, but. Um, yeah, no, please tell tell me what he said because I, I can't wait for this genius. Well, he, he basically <laughs> said that Cam Newton should regret signing for the Patriots. What? Was, was what he said because he was innocent. He says the, the Panthers did him over by not releasing him early enough when they knew that they were moving on from him in the first place, uh, which meant he then couldn't go to the Cowboys or I can't remember who else was picked up in free agency this year as a quarterback um, that we were looking at as well. And, you know, by default, he pretty much landed on the Patriots, but he's on the Patriots with poor receivers. Um, People are giving him a hard time because it's not his fault as to what's happening. Um, You know, he was blaming it on the receivers not catching balls rather than Cam being the 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 poor quarterback that is being made out in the media and it's maybe a slight bit of truth in that but to actually say that you know he would regret signing for the Patriots and he did say it wasn't because of Belichick or the Patriots you know dynasty overall and the lure of playing for such a team it was just actual like what he has to work with and to show that he's he is who he is and he is a former MVP for a reason but now people are just getting down on him because it's the receivers, essentially, is what he said. But I was like, well, 
he's not actually I've, I went and had a look and he's not actually had that many decent receivers to work with especially in his MVP season you know you when the best you've thrown to out with Steve Smith senior is Devin Funches and Calvin Benjamin and potentially Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore um yeah that he's shown that he's a good quarterback for a reason not because he's the people he's thrown um, balls to and uh, again with probably the exception of Greg Olson uh, yeah he's making them look good rather than the other way around so definitely shut up Steve Naismith as always Um, yeah I I mean I I agree with you and even if you look at it just from a purely um, business I guess aspect of it rather than you know take the play and the players and who he's got as his supporting cast, etc. Um, why would you not? You know, he'd gone through God knows how long in terms of the free agency before he got picked up by the Patriots. Obviously, he's not being paid the most, but it's very much a prove it deal. And what better place to come in and prove that you've still got got it than coming to you know you you've shown a, a hell of a lot by coming to such a place, filling such big boots. And and in all fairness to him, he's not, you know, he's he's not really, um, he he's not seemed phased or daunted by the fact that you know he's coming, he's the successor, if you will, to Brady, mm. or at least the the next guy after him. You know, he, he's just kind of taking it in his in his stride, and I think that says a lot about him as as a as an heir, as a leader, and yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He's, I mean, ideally. I think we mentioned this before. You want to be the man after the man rather than being, you know, the man. Um, then because he's he's fallen on from Brady, which is a legacy that's hard to follow. But you know, as you say, he's he's proven me wrong, and I think he's proven a lot of other people wrong that he's especially that all or nothing season, and you know everything around that and everything around him in general is oh look at me in my flash hats and my and my my fancy suits and this is what I do and this is what I'm about sort of thing. Well it's not all he's about and you know I've I've quickly changed my opinion on that on that. It, he just likes to dress nice. And if it's a bit out there then and he looks a bit like Jim Carrey from the mask now and again then fair enough. Like <laughs> it's just his style and that's what he likes, you know. I, I'm a, not a stylish person at all, but I've got you know the things I like. And if you, I was walking down the high street or in a stadium on game day, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's that's uncool." Um, and if you don't like his style, then fair enough. But uh, he's taking it on his shoulders. He's he's taking it that very very personally. And I think it was last week's one. Yeah, it was because it was him that. You know the the forced fumble came out, um, as they were going for a game-winning drive, that he, um, you know, he was broken last week, in the immediate mm-hmm. aftermath in the press conference, and it just showed how much he cared. And we we talked about it last week, and he's just he's showing what a QB should be doing. He's taking it on the chin. He's taking it on his shoulders. He's, you know. He's taken responsibility where I think a lot of other people might have skirted it. 
Yeah, a lot of people might have said, well, it's his fault. He didn't catch the ball and or he didn't run the right route or, uh, you know, things like that. But he's gone, no, no, hold my hands up. My bad. Um, we'll move on. You know, we improve. We get back on the practice field and we'll go again. And um, Drew Bledsoe, I think it was, said that in the coverage on Channel 5 last night as well, that he, the... Patriots playbook is so underrated and so underestimated as to how complex it actually is that he on his guesstimate he would think he's probably learned about half of it by now and that's mm. been there what six months he's been in the building yeah as the yeah and he's only learned half of it so you know he's got another half to go he's got another half of the season to go um, there or thereabouts um, and yeah let, keep this improvement going we might have sc- scraped a win effectively but it was another improved performance and yeah he's our quarterback so let's back him to the hilt until otherwise um, he's not there yeah I mean I, I, I don't think I suppose it's continuation and I don't want to make it a weekly thing but <clears throat> to what you said I just think the dude deserves a, a maybe a two year contract or, or something and we'll just kind of go forward with that because you know as you said if, if you if you think about the complexity of that playbook who do we bring in aside from Tom Brady <laughs> that would just slot in and you know there's not going to be a, a bedding in I mean I, I believe at this point he's going to end up signing a longer term deal um, but that that's that's just me. We'll we'll see how that that develops. Mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against that. That's for sure. And I actually saw a tweet. I can't even remember who it was from. Um, but I found it quite funny because it was like, oh, if you think that was like, you know, bad enough last night, then just wait until we're a top ten pick, and. Belichick trades back twice to gain more picks and ends up, you know, with with like the twenty fifth spot in the draft or something like that. It's like, yeah, he's got a point actually because it's it's not as though if they end up say in a similar position because I think uh, certainly last week we were tenth overall pick in the first round before this this weekend's games. If we ended up in that position, we're they're not going to go and, you know, mortgage, remortgage the stadium to trade up to be in a position to probably get Justin Fields or someone like that and go down that route of picking up a QB. It's just not what Belichick does. He is the one that will trade back to get more second round picks and third round picks and pick up, you know, more value than mm. just throwing in as much as picks as possible to trade up the board and you know gamble all in they've already gambled all in essentially is what he was saying last week and but it was on the you know the wage side of things to get in the the players that Brady required paying and the others required paying to win the amount of Super Bowls that they did so but they just they're not a franchise that does that in the draft so I would yeah, I, I mean, would more expect that trade down twice than you know trade up to to get a quarterback next year and it then leads me back to what you're saying about 
Cam Newton and getting a long-term deal. It's not out of the realms of possibility, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, to what you were saying, it, it's not entertaining for us fans because obviously we want to sort of see, you know, or, you know, some hyped college prospect and, you know, us hoping and dreaming about the, um, you know, whether it is Justin Fields, if it's, um, I don't know, uh, just some star quality player coming in and just lighting the league up in the same way that maybe like Kyler Murray is doing now or, you know, I think there's development with that, but just that aspect of, oh, because we don't do that. As you said, we're always trading backwards, even this year. We're always the ones who watch, you know, tune in on the on the first draft night and end up bitterly disappointed because nothing's really happened or we haven't traded up for this this hot shot or this prospect. And um, you know, I ultimately though know, it's 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 sensible. You know, if if me and you were both in, in that draft room and we were in charge of it, I'd like to think we would be sensible and just not <laughs> sort of, you know blowing it all on on something that might not work you know yeah well there's loads of teams that have made that mistake in the past and mm. probably the browns is one of the the prime examples i can think of off the top of my head with i mean look at the amount of Q, qbs they've gone through yeah. in the last few years to before they've settled on mayfield and even then they've there's still a lot of yeah still debatable mm. still a lot of doubters still potentially um going to go and get someone else in the next year or two to succeed him. So, you know, do you want to go down that route? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, let's see Let's see what happens. But I, 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 to go back to what you were originally saying, I, I don't rule it out that he gets a long-term deal, um, certainly based on your know, performance over the next few weeks up till Christmas and New Year anyway. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, I think you've just got to watch this space. You know, last week, was it the greatest performance from Cam? Probably not. This week, you know, we've kind of, oh, yeah, no, great. Oh, actually, maybe. So, uh, you know, I think we've just got to take everything and, and sort of analyse it in a very objective way. But even, you know, it, even in the, in the bad times, I still think there's been enough there. And I think, you know, we can't underestimate you know, you look at Tampa and, and all of the sort of um, media and, and sort of pundits and opinion is just that what is it that Brady has brought into that locker room? You know, are they on the beginning of a changing culture for that team from a team that has been notoriously terrible? Um, it, I think Cam, you know, does he bring that level to, to the Patriots? Probably not. Um, but it's still a level and I think there would be a glaring hole in the, in the squad without that level of leadership and what he brings off the field. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely with the, especially with all the, the opt outs and stuff um, that we've oh, for had sure, for sure. and taking away, yeah, taking away those leaders. I keep forgetting. <laughs> it's going to be crazy actually, when you think about it, you know, come the end of, of this season going into next season and suddenly it's almost like signing new players in. For sure. I think it's something that's going to be a bit um, of a mad one next year. Mm. And I think it could be really, you know, thinking ahead. You think of a lot of, uh, you know, some teams have had lots of opt-outs like us, and then there's other teams that haven't had as many. 
but I think for for teams that have kind of maybe struggled like us, um, you know, having having key players come back is going to be a, a boost and a lift to the entire team. And I don't think you can write you know undersell that going into twenty twenty one. It's it's going to be a it's definitely going to bring an element to it. I think. Mm, yeah, it's it's going to be a. A strange one, but a, a good strange one sort of thing. Mm. Because, as you say, they're almost like brand new signings coming into the building. And, you know, especially Chung and Hightower and bring that leadership yeah. back to the defence. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that for next year. But it'll, it would definitely be a huge improvement on last night, that's for sure. It just felt like there weren't, I mean, it wasn't, was it as bad as the Bucks? I don't know if you watched um, the Bucks game. I actually um, watched most of the highlights because I was just really curious how on earth they got blasted by the Saints so bad. I've not seen it but yet. Half, no. you, it's it's like a comedy of errors. You, it's like one of those things where you want to look away, but you kind of have to keep on watching where you're like, what's going on? But during that game, like a lot of, I think it was number 54, whoever that is, there was a lot of times where he was pointing like, guys, like, I need someone on this side or, you know, gesturing frantically and it was blown coverage, blown coverage. It weren't <laughs> as bad as that, but it it really didn't feel like, it just felt lethargic, you know, in comparison mm. to the offense, which is, as you said, ticking along, there's the rhythm to it. People actually look like they know what they're doing, you know, kind of competent, oddly. Um, mm. <laughs> the defense was the letdown, I think. It's, it's a weird one because, you know, I'm just not sure how how far this how far the offense can take us. I know like it kinda goes it's not going against what we were saying previously, but the defence definitely needs to be better, essentially. And if they're gonna give up twenty seven points every week, can we rely on you know, the offense getting us out of a hole essentially? Um, because it's it's happening more often than not, I think. Yeah, and that that is not a position you you really want to be in. Um, where you're def- you're kind of having to rely on your offense, and your offense is what it's probably not even top twenty in the in the league. Uh, it's it's very mediocre. Um, don't get me wrong; they had a a, a pretty good time of it yesterday, but. You know, we're going up against the Ravens, and I'm kind of like, okay, where's the positives here? <laughs> mm. There's, you know, they got a good defense, they got a good offense, and we're just kind of mediocre on both. Yeah, it's uh, it's something in, that could. Well, actually, let me clarify that we're mediocre in both in comparison to the Ravens. Before people start accusing me of being <laughs> contradictory and <laughs> no, I get I get what you mean though because they they are sort of being carried by their defense just now, whereas mm. you know we've been so used to I think especially last year with them, you know, basically Jackson was sort of carrying them, but. The the Colts almost found them out at the weekend um, until the second half. They they sort of kicked on, managed to pull it together and win the game. But you know, if you're if you're us and you give up twenty seven points to the Jets, you're I mean Buffalo's a 
a decent team when you consider they racked up 44 against Seattle. Um, we still gave up 24 to them. We gave up 33 to the, the 49ers, um, you know, 35 to the to the Seahawks. It's a, There's not been one... Just the Denver game is the only one we've conceded less than 20 points on. So, I mean, even the Dolphins... Uh, that's a lie. The the Dolphins in the first day of the season, but that doesn't count because they are now in a whole different world. But generally speaking, we so it's only two games we've given up less than twenty points. And can we rely on our offense getting twenty one plus every week? Possibly, um, but we are coming up against some decent teams over the next few weeks and some decent individual players. If you look at the likes of Baltimore, we've just spoke about, um, you're then coming up against Houston, which who aren't great, but they've got some, you know, bits and pieces in their defense, like JJ Watt, like Merciless, um, and Zach Cunningham. Um, Still the best last name in football, by the way. And you've got the the Cardinals with Buddha Baker. You've got the Rams with uh, the machine himself, just bowling over men like they're, uh, you know, he's on a bowling alley and he's the ten pin bowling ball. That I, I, I just I don't know. I don't know how it's it's going to plan out over the next few weeks, but we might be pleasantly surprised. So hopefully we are. But you know, going back to last night, I think you messaged me earlier on and was like, "Since when did the did we let the Jets look like the Kansas City Chiefs?" And that was sort of yeah, what they looked like last night. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know it was a bit of a, a piss take, a little bit, but still, like the the Flacco pass to Perryman was exactly like a. Mahomes passed the hill um, and it happened two or three times and just as I thought and he, he did generally speaking have a poor game in comparison to what he's been we've been used to seeing in the past few weeks but JC Jackson didn't have a great game um, overall and then he picked off his, I think they said it's his fourth interception in four weeks in four games, yeah. he's had one one each week in the last against the last four ga- teams, um, which kind of pulled back his performance a little bit. But he didn't have a great game. There, were, there was, I think it was a call against Jason McCourty as well that I thought really like. I think it was a pass interference against Perryman. I was like, wow, you're you're calling that as pass interference, and you could see the annoyance in his face with it. So, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not sitting here blaming the officials at all for the the Jets scoring mm-hmm. 27 points against this. Not at all. But you know, it was there was a couple of questionable calls in there somewhere along the line as well. And but that doesn't take away how generally poor our our defense were looking overall last night. I mean, we was looking. F- for big games from certain players and Chase Winovich being one of them and he only managed five tackles um, last night Yeah I think we missed Gilmore as well um, I mean Gilmore's not been on his you know 2019 um, level but I think 
I think he is, he, you know, him him and JC really do help help with that. I think JC would probably be a bit more wouldn't have given up so much with with Gilmore on the field as well. Mm. And there's absolutely no basis for that comment from me, by the way. I mean, I just, so far through, you know, I don't think that JC Jackson has has had like a really good year. I mean, yesterday wasn't like his finest hour by any means, but if you're going to give a sort of player of the year, defensive player of the year award, he'd be in the running for it at the very least because he's had, you know, blimey, he's just kind of come out of nowhere in, in the grand scheme of things in terms of just cementing a spot on the roster and cementing a spot on the field. But, um, you know, having having Gilly Gilly locking up, you know, wide receiver one and, you know, I think the two of them just work really well together. Mm. They 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 certainly work better in tandem than yeah JC Jacks on his own um, from what <laughs> yeah. from what we've seen but you know I was certainly and and I know others others feel the same that you know with Gilmore not there we still had enough overall in that backfield between the McCourty twins between John Jones and JC Jackson to do a lot better than they actually. Did last night, and that was, it was slightly disappointing, really. But I guess my overall takeaway from it is that I wouldn't, I'm not expecting to see that every week. I think they will learn from this and be a much improved team, and they will have to be a much improved team as we um, go into Sunday night football next week. I think, yeah, and I mean, just quickly going back to Gilmore, I just think he makes people's jobs. A lot easier if you know you've got like a true number one corner it, it makes everyone's life a bit easier because you've shut you know you've shut an element of the of the offense down um so i i'll be curious just to see if that you know let's see if i'm if i'm right you know going forward will the defense kind of be a little bit more coherent and a bit more sort of um well, less malleable, put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. When when he's back, you know, we're only going to see when he comes back. Yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to, well, there's a couple of last things I wanted to touch on before we, we run off into the sunset. And one of them was actually, we mentioned it earlier in a roundabout way, but Nick Folk, he had a great game last night. He was, was three for three from his yeah. field goals and he was three from three from his extra points. Completely like, you know, 100% record on the night and including the 51-yarder at the end um, to win the game for us. So, yeah, big big shout out to him. To be having a, yeah, he seems to be having a bit of a renaissance. Um, just, yeah, fair play because I've slagged Nick Fork off for years before he ever came to 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 the team and mm. um i really enjoyed slagging him off it was good fun <laughs> and then the, the dread that entered body when i saw that we'd signed him which yeah that, that was a horrible moment by the way that was a real a real gut-wrenching oh god um yeah no fair fair play because that was kind of coming in clutch at the, at the end for sure mm. To, I think, am I right in saying he ended up in arena football at one point? And uh, you <clears> might be right. You might be right. He was definitely in the, <clears throat> excuse me, the much maligned um, 
American Football League, whatever it was called, that lasted about four games last year, was it? Um, uh, he was with the Arizona Hotshots, apparently. Yeah, that's the one. So he was in there, and then to come full circle to be, you know, win out against the rookie fifth round pick, and everyone even then still going, why? What have we done? <laughs> why is he our kicker? And then you know he's he's proven he's worth now. Um, so yeah, big shout out to him. <laughs> and the only the other thing I wanted to um, touch on as well with you, Jake, was um, there's a tweet come out from Doug Kai, Doug Kai just before we started, and it's just some news just to end the pod on this week in this episode. The uh, Dalton Keane has been placed on IR, so it looks like we're not going to see much of the the rookie tight ends this year especially Keane because I think that pretty much knocks him out for the year I think um, I'd yeah. be surprised if he's if he's does the three weeks and comes back again um, the wave linebacker Cash Malua he'll come back on the practice squad if he, if he clears waivers in the next day or so they've signed a couple of tight ends Dylan Cantrell and David Wells to the practice squad they received an exemption for Jordan Thomas, the tight end. They've officially added uh, Isaiah Ford, the wide receiver they picked up for in a trade with Miami on deadline day, and defensive tackle Isaiah Mack. They've both been officially added to the roster now. And the sad piece of news for myself is they've released defensive tackle Ryan Glasgow from the practice squad. So good job I didn't order that jersey just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Commiserations. Commiserations. So yeah, yeah, it was it was mainly go. Uh, it was mainly apart from the the sort of slightly amusing sad news that Glasgow is now has been since released. Um, more that Ford and Mac have been added to the roster. Cash Milu has been waived, and Dalton Keynes and I R, which is a bit crap because I was looking forward to seeing him all year, and we've seen him about. Half a dozen snaps from him, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got an embarrassment of riches at the tight end position. Oh, wait, no, we don't. No, 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 no. I mean, as I said, you know, I'll, I'll kind of. Um, I think the reload. I'm just excited for the reload. That's the only thing getting me through this year. Think of the reload. Just think of, you know, we're going to have a decent amount of cap space. Um, I'm not saying that Bill is going to go running out and start like, you know, it's not going to be raining money by any means, but just the fact that they clearly know that there's, they're clearly aware, they clearly know where the issues are, they know what they need to kind of, you know, try to fix because of obviously picking up various people. But I'm hoping it means that we'll kind of go through and be like, all right, we're going to sign this veteran or, you know, people who are a bit more reputable than you know Ryan Izzo yeah I I think it just (laughs) to me it just signifies that you know like that interview last week was that that again but sort of what we were speaking about with Cam and him owning things that Belichick is um, he's owning what he's done during his career in New England yeah um, he's owning the fact that you know 
they sold out as he made, as he put it in his own words to win Super Bowls, and they did win Super Bowls, but they yeah. done it in such a way that, like we've said earlier in the pod, that you know they weren't trying to cash in on the latest superstar quarterback or something like that. They they had that piece. They just tried to build around, and as we've also said, like points we keep coming back to. Um, sorry, folks, if we're boring you a little bit, but you know they are getting pieces in that fit the jigsaw rather than putting square pegs and round holes. And to me, Isaiah Ford, um, coming from Miami, from what have I seen of him this year in Miami, wasn't too enamoured by him, wasn't too impressed. But maybe it's my untrained eye. And they've saw a gap, not in the receiving core for him, and you know he might end up being like wide receiver three or four very very quickly, mm. and being or they might see him as sort of that running back type receiver that um, Shanahan's got with Ayuk just now, and you know that sort of thing. I I don't know. I generally actually don't know enough about Ford to comment too much more than the pieces I've seen of him for Miami this year. I've, I, it's not wowed me, that's for sure. But, you know, Chris Hogan never used to wow me until he walked in and put on a Patriots jersey and was catching playoff passes and stuff. So um, we'll, we'll wait and see. But it's just, he's self-assured enough and self-aware enough to say, I realise there's an issue. We realise there's problems. We will get round to fix them eventually, but in the meantime, we will have to just take in the likes of Isaiah Ford and um, rely more on undrafted guys like Gunnar and Jacoby to see us through this interim patch and possibly we hand Cam a better deal of you know ten million over a couple of years or whatever it might be and. Um, bring in a couple of veteran guys next year that we can then say, right, we've taken stock of what the Bills and the Dolphins are up to. We know the challenge that is in place now. It's not just this mythical thing from the start of this year of, oh, well, the Bills take over the East and, oh, how good will the Dolphins be? Well, we're actually finding out the Dolphins aren't that bad and we might have to actually take them a bit more seriously than we used to. And Mm. the Bills are still the Bills in a way, but are you know, moseying along with the winds and are actually looking like they will take the East, unfortunately. But it's just, it's one of those things. But yeah, at least Bill's self-aware and I'm sure Robert Kraft and the the team upstairs are self-aware that these things are issues and it's not just, you know, paper talk, if you will. Oh, for sure. I mean, think about it. You know, if we were uh, Bengals... If we were a Bengals podcast, Bengals fans, and this was the state of play, we would be having these conversations. You know, it'd be a lot, a lot more morbid. You know, we've got one of the established, in my opinion, the the greatest NFL um, coach. It's, it's it's like I said, you know, let's look forward to that reload and that sort of recalibrating, and then we'll have a bit more to be a bit more optimistic about a bit more excited about and you know hopefully an offense and a defense that isn't so sort of porous and unreliable 
And I, I really do think that it's a matter of time because, you know, look how we used to reload in the Brady era. It was kind of, okay, right, that's not working. We'll go with this. And even if it was working, we've always been this um, sort of chameleon, really. And I think, you know, we've talked about it in the past. We're not that chameleon anymore. And I think hopefully, and I'm hoping that come next year, the chameleon aspect of the team where we're adapting to everyone else and what they're doing and, you know, and that unreliability mm. um, comes back because I, I really, really miss it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, something to look out for. You know, as you say, I was gutted when we let Wes Welker go. Um, I didn't see that one coming at all at the time, um, as far as I remember. But, you know, that's what happened you know we he was someone that was still good he was still serviceable he was still a, a great receiver but they decided the time was right to move on and it probably was looking back it was the right time to move on from him um but this is it's ever evolving whether it was through you know necessity that we get someone in or just right we've had enough of him he's it might have been a case of analytics that he's X years old. He's, you know, he's, he's clearly you see his receiving, his yardage going down each year. And well, next year we're he's only projecting five fifty, but we could get that same five fifty for cheaper, and maybe a couple extra touchdowns from someone else. So it's, yeah, um, the reload for sure. But it's, I also as much. Is I want to be positive about going forward. I want to sort of stay in the moment as well and just enjoy this year for as much of a roller coaster as it's going to be and just take it for what it is. Exactly, exactly. Life's too short to um to sort of wallow in the what ifs and the maybes and the just sort of you know what was. It is what it is. We're in twenty twenty. Yeah, we're in twenty twenty with COVID and. Uh, a new president-elect and all sorts. So, yeah, the only way is up, as they say, I think. Exactly. And on that note, we will get out of your ears in just a little minute. But first, just the usual housekeeping um, people. Rate, review and subscribe. Tell your friends, um, whether that's word of mouth, whether that's through Twitter or Instagram or any other social media channels. You know, if you want to do a little... TikTok video or something, then crack on. That'd be um, a watch rather than participate in TikTok videos. But um, I could always, <laughs> do, if you if you tag us in it, we'll easily come and uh, have a little watch and comment on it for you. But yeah, um, the main things for us though are Twitter and Instagram. You can catch us on those um, channels at Pat's Chat UK for both Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to come and chat with myself, it's at Matt Inkster and with Jake, it's at Jake Paul Design. And one last thing as well, or two last things, but they're sort of amalgamated into one, is nflscotland.com for um, my writings of preview and review articles every week based on the AFC East teams, which also obviously includes the Patriots. And the last bit of housekeeping before we go is that Scotland are in a huge playoff game on Thursday night, which I will be watching and hopefully knee-deep in quite a few beers after we win the thing and get to our first tournament in like 
20 odd years or whatever it is that not we've happening anyway happening. <laughs> yeah so the pod will be a little bit delayed this week um normally it's out for a friday morning but because we're uh i'm watching that i'm not going to be in any state to be recording with jake on thursday and we're on sunday night football so you've got a few extra hours to watch them uh, watch us listen to us as well so yeah pod will be out later in the week but until then folks i uh, hope i'm not suffering or maybe hopefully i'm suffering from a two-day hangover by the time you listen to us again at the weekend um but until then we'll speak to you soon see you later